that's where we're going. Better late than never, but we are back in your lives, in your ears, and in your face. Welcome to another episode of Papa Jesus. I don't even know what episode it is, but it's great to have you back. Um, before we start, obviously, if you love the content, hate my dogs, hit subscribe. And hit that notification bell. But without further ado, Artur Carlos Diego Pejero III. We're on holiday, baby. I think this is going to be a little bit more of a chilled out episode. I feel relaxed, dude. Um, you know, I'm feeling a little bit festive. A couple of beers in. It's going to be a fun episode. I'm feeling like I need to be a bit festive and relaxed. I've just been on a fucking... It's been a crazy week. Two weeks for me. It's been crazy. I mean, hence I said... Better yeah. late than never. I mean, yeah. uh, unforeseen circumstances, of course. Well, foreseen or we're not surprised. But uh, yeah. we're here. We're going to be doing this episode. It's great to be in person. Uh, mm. There was never a way we weren't going to do that. But uh, it's going to be a fun episode. And, uh, dude, so much to talk about this <laughs> week. Holy shit. There's been so many things happening. But um, in terms of holidays, what's happening on your side? Well, uh, I'm only going, I'm only off work on the, uh, my last days on the 23rd and then I'm going back to work on the 17th, but, uh, I've got an early holiday kickoff with, um, playing two shows with the deadbeats at Cafe Rue this weekend, which is quite Oof. rad because the second one, the second show, which was on the Sunday, book your tickets now. Uh, was given to us by popular demand because people kept asking for tickets for the Saturday, which was already sold out the week that the tickets were open. So that's pretty rad. So I'm looking forward to that, but it's going to be two, three-hour shows in a row over a weekend. I'm going to be knackered. It's on all Friday. like cover cover songs and stuff. Like yeah, that, it's all right? the cover stuff. Yeah, dude. I mean, I even said that to you on um, text the other day. We must do a thing where we come and the boys all come and. Uh, support you make sick. a little vlog for the for the channel it'll, it'll be, be awesome yeah it'll be rad i mean sunday's like, still open <laughs> i've been we've been wanting to do that because obviously um we've been jamming for the last couple of weeks i mean there will be a um official announcement or whatever you call it but we've been jamming you've been learning the songs and stuff and it's just been so much fun dude yeah it's, it's been it's been, awesome. a, it's, it's been a bit tougher for me to learn these tracks Purely because of the workload and I'm not actually able to play an electronic kit at my place because uh, my... of the tapping. Yeah, because of the tapping. Because like, you would think that an electronic kit in a place where you have you know shared walls with your neighbors wouldn't be a problem. But um, this travels. Yeah. It's not... It's so like... If I'm playing and the neighbor's got like a six-month-old and, you know, the other neighbor, thankfully, the neighbor on the other side has moved out, so there's no one there. So I'm parking in front of his garage. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, like, um, yeah. And also, I just haven't had any time to actually play stuff by myself uh, just because I've been so busy. So, like, um, the the work that we did do in those jams is actually quite surprising to mm. me. And we managed to do that one song. Which you guys said that you never managed well, to play. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, we hadn't. Uh, we wrote the song, and it was like, you know, it's been some time since we wrote the song, and and since we 
you know, put it out there and then all of a sudden it comes time to play it. We we have no idea what the hell we're doing. And then it was so great because the previous practice, we're like, okay, cool. This was a fun practice. It was great. We managed to figure out like nine songs. I mean, you you were like just going on instinct and you did an amazing job. But wow. it was more so the fact that when we left that practice, we're like, everybody just go and learn that song. And then when we got to the studio and by the time it came to play that song everybody had it down like yeah down down ish yeah we did but like it, a half run i was so impressed that everybody had actually taken the time to go and learn their bits yeah and uh, at our age that's asking a lot it, it is <laughs> it is exactly and it, it just brought so much excitement to you know how I, I just i've been feeling a little bit you know sometimes with motivation it yeah. hasn't been at its peak but now i'm like sitting behind the pc putting riffs out because it just seems so easy and fun you know when you get to the studio regardless of all the time it takes to get the songs down but when you get to actually play them it's like wow it's such a difference it's also a huge big mindset change for the over the last two years of mm. actually Instead of just having a jam just to break the ice or something. Also without now feeling starts, weird. Yeah. Now it's starting to like, okay, well, let's see what see how much work we can put in. Yeah. You know, just prepare for a gig and see yeah. where it goes. And it's such a such a mindset change. I mean, I remember having to learn Hog Hoggity Hog's entire set and half prices entire set and taxi violence and a whole bunch of other bands. And but that was when you were actively playing, so it was a lot easier to learn yeah. 15, 16 tracks for like two practices before a show. Now it's like, geez, we have to like concentrate in three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now uh, tell me this. Do you learn them by ear or do you like get, I mean, pretty much, I don't think anybody's got any sort of tabs out there. Yeah. So I'm sure you learn them by ear, but you've got such a knack for just picking up on, on the nuances of a song and stuff. The thing that actually helps me a lot is video, funny enough. Okay. Because uh, I remember when I had to learn Half Price's set, I went to a practice with Kyle and I set up a camera and I just filmed him and I learned the stuff by watching him play. So I had two sources of input, ears and eyes. And so then when I'd play, I'd be also picturing what he was doing and I learned it way faster. I did that. When I did, uh, um, when I learned the hog stuff, I, I wrote like notes. I just said like section eight count. Mm, mm. And I, I didn't write like beats. I just said sections. And then I played it to what I listened to. And then I had like a structure written in front of me and then I learned it that way. With taxi violence, I kind of just, I kind of just listened and played on my V drums and then went in to go and do the practice and nailed it the first time. Now, speaking about the V-drums, dude, I mean, I didn't even react really to what you were saying earlier in that you can't play it in your house. How yeah. is that possible? It's just the sound travels. Um, Bring them here. We can chuck them in the corner. We could, but like most of the time they're, they're at the Deadbeats HQ. Well, I mean, that that's <laughs> also true. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like the kit is now in its boxes okay, with my good. players that's for good. this weekend. But uh, yeah, I mean... And also, I don't have that much space. If I was to set up my V-drums, I'd have to like move the lounge table out of the way, set up in the middle, and then do like a couple of hours or an hour or two session just yeah. to go through the stuff and then unpack and put everything. It's like a hardcore Yeah, schlep. I mean, it's, but it's also like 
going to a practice where you have to and mm. you've got that large box where you have to like roll it in you have to set up your whole kit and that's only for three hours i mean i really i in i do not envy a drummer because you guys have so much to set up and break down it's crazy but the v drums is fun um they they are fun but they you you don't get that proper feel but it was also cool that you know the time i was like hey art can you can you like program drums you know when we ride in the music you're like i refuse <laughs> <laughs> i'd rather play it on the v drums and then yeah. send it through you know you don't yeah I I'd, think rather, that's I'd, awesome. rather, I'd rather i'd rather put whatever is going to be on a recording how, however method is used obviously uh, uh acoustic kit would be the main goal but um you know the compromise would be v drums because then at least we can control the how it sounds yeah. but at least it's still me playing somewhat i would exactly. rather have that than have a program because then it's like well then you know but it also gives you that human feeling. I mean, yeah, wow, we've had this conversation a million times. We have, had, but um, but that's but that's the crux of the thing. I mean, you use what's available to you. Um, if you don't have a V drums, if you can't get all of the V drums, and if you have to program, so be it. So there's not the, what it, what's gonna yeah. who's gonna stop you? No one can really. No, totally. use I what's mean, available. But if if you do have someone who's got a contact and you feel comf confident enough to record it, borrow it. You could borrow mine. The, with Dawn did that before Joshy left for UK they borrowed my V-drums they came yeah. to my place and uh, used my V-drums to record their EPs aren't and you it was rad. finicky about shit like that no not really like people borrowing your shit I don't mind I lend my my um, amps out when, whenever people ask but yeah. with drums it's different because people like beating them you know yeah I know drums is different especially with drum heads but like the thing is it's not not a lot goes wrong often. And because I hit it hard as well, I mean, what's one yeah. other person? You do hit hard, bro. That's <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> Speaking of hitting hard, my pain is hitting hard. I've got a transact pad. I've been on gen pain for the last week. Every now and again, it will every so often, a year or six months goes by and I get this insane neck pain and back pain. Mm -hmm. and it's here now and i'm suffering but I, i'm I get buying that. a new bed i get bed. that pain sometimes but it's like my upper back between the shoulders mostly my right and it's been happening a lot now ever since i have like 30 minutes and then carolyn's working or something i go i'm just gonna play some xbox and then i play xbox and then the way i'm sitting because like i'm racing i'm like this <laughs> and then my back is like yeah, but that's also that's what it is it's being lazy a lot of the times like you're yeah. sitting down in your chair and i'm you know i'm pushing back but that's how it feels it's like this all this pressure on your spine and i feel like it's also part and parcel being fucking lazy yeah and and even with drums dude if you don't play drums often like you might not get like back pain but geez your elbows and your thumbs and your knees it's like I have to play without shoes because my feet start feeling numb <laughs> yeah. because my feet are trying to make the shoes move. So I've just been playing in my socks and it's that's helped. And I actually kind of like playing with the socks. But even with drumming, dude, like the first practice that we had, the first jam, I was sore the next day. Yeah. That, and also... My the, fingers were sore because the strings are so fat. That are, But that isn't it playing. worse if it's thinner? Because no, it's like no, razor no, blades. No, no, no. Really? 
No, the the it like bruises my fingertips. Ah, shit. Because I'm playing 13 to 72 okay. in that band on That's a six quite string. Thick. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and it, and it's quite. It's quite tense. <laughs> Do you tension. also press hard in the frets? Because I got my guitar back. And you have I, to. And I'm jamming, but I find that I have to be conscious about not squeezing the strings down. Not with those guitars that are sitting behind you. No. This, this one. Oh, no, no. Um, I used to play uh, Il System with this guitar, but um, I only use one now. It's the, the Chavel. And it's 13 to 72. It's like bass strings. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, I'm, and you, I'm not and you have to drink those a bit, right? Big time, and yeah. like always, my three fingers. I don't use my pinky that often in the band, <laughs> but um, my three yeah, fingers feel system. like bruised, like the bones bruised. Jesus, it's crazy. So you only use that just to get that low tone, really? Well, it's not the low tone; it's just the tuning. It's what, what? It's so that I can get sustain and okay. that the Guitar won't go out of tune. No, but what about those those pitch shifter pedals that you could like you know play a standard tuning guitar and then go through the pedal and it no. sounds like you're in drop Z? No. If if I'm gonna be playing in a specific tuning, you wanna play in this I'm specific. gonna be playing in that tuning. See, no, I'm gonna I don't, play drums, I might as well play drums. <laughs> I don't know, I don't take shortcuts in that regard. No, hundred yeah, yeah, percent yeah. no. I mean it just would feel because for instance, if you're playing a you know, a pitch shifted you're going to hear on your playing and you're going to feel it. You're going to feel a C on your, you know, obviously you've got the body of the yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah. You're going to feel a C, but you're going to be hearing an A. Weird. Mm. That's also goes into what I was going to say now but with drums and V-drums. That um, a tip for drummers out there who are going to record. If you're going to record on V-drums, practice on V-drums. If you're going to record on an acoustic kit, practice on acoustic kit i'll tell you why because when when uh deadbeats played that biker festival played on a real kit and we've only been using my v drums for practices and gigs mm -hmm. and there were so many parts that i couldn't play because it was totally different it's like the stick on a v drum set reacts like with so much rebound that you get away with. it's like very forgiving yeah, totally then you're on an acoustic kit it's like literally playing soggy boxes in comparison so like Yes, it's that that was like there was a, a few parts that I had to like you know just skimp on stuff or play it like less just because I couldn't actually do it because yeah. it was so different. So if you're going to record something on a V drums, practice on the V drums only so that you'll have it down. Otherwise, well, you'll fuck yourself. Can over. I double down on your argument? Was that practice? That too. <laughs> but, you know, Straight up, you just got to practice. <laughs> but uh, on that note, uh, guys, we had a very cool interview with um, with Human Nebula. Cool dudes. Earlier on in the week. Very great dudes. They've just released a song called Police Brutality. And um, we had a chat with Carl and Gareth. And it was fun, dude. It was, it was a lot fun. of fun. But we'll review the, the, the chat when we come back. But here's Human Nebula. Uh, Gareth and Carl talking about their new single Police Brutality we'll see you now this is how we do things around here oh shit I'm here with Carl and Gareth from the band Human Nebula guys thank you so much for joining the show it's good to have you Ah, oh, it's awesome to be here. Thanks for thanks, thanks for having man. us. Listen, <laughs> when when I was speaking to Carl about setting the show up, um, I, I was expecting 
way more people than just the two of you because damn how many people were on the latest single we'll get to that at a later stage but you guys have been super busy man so just just catch us up since the last time we, it's been a while since you've been on the show i think about a year or so i can't remember uh, the last time we chatted but uh what i mean i know you guys have been busy but uh fill me in oh well um obviously with uh covid and lockdown um we're we're trying to push as much stuff online as we can but in terms of like shows and and being physically busy no no not no. at all <laughs> but i mean I, I've, I, but i don't know if, if you guys have been um I mean, I follow the, the jo Joburg stand up, dude. You guys have got, been pulling pulling off shows left, right, and centers from what I can see every from last weekend and the weekend before. Yeah, that's what you keep telling me as well. It's like well, Joburg I mean, is cooking. Yeah. It's cooking in, the, in terms of music. Or do you not feel the same way? I think in perspective, uh, coming from how it used to be to the way it is now. Yeah, uh, it feels it, like a lot. It feels like a lot, but it's not so... It's because it was this huge dip down from doing absolutely nothing to doing like three shows, I guess, at max in a yeah. row. That feels like, what the fuck? We're so busy, you know, but it's, it's, it really isn't. Like I was thinking about it the other day, like we used to do like every weekend, there'd be at least a show or two in a weekend. And then that show would only start at nine and some of the bands would only end at 12. And now we're like ending at nine and just, it's a completely yeah. different mindset we've all gotten into. So a new norm is pretty weird right now. For sure. I must say, I'm at nine. Yeah. Fuck ending it. Well, dude, because of, of curfew. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 But yeah, I thought, I, that's what I'm saying. I used to, when I got into the scene, I was like, fucking, like, I'd only drive to the venue at eight, show up like at 8 30 and then like start playing at nine. And then fucking yeah. like some of the bands would like play the last slot would be like primetime slot is like 11 to 12. And then people fuck off from there or just like stay at the venue and just chill and hang out. Now it's fucking it's like, like it's bum, bum, really, bum. in and out. Yeah, dude, it's in and out. You just got to be home before curfew, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And also with, with you guys, they, they all have a um, quite quite a fair way to, to travel. I mean. For, we were discussing this yesterday. That, that it's like nothing for you guys to drive like 40 minutes. For us, it's like get your passports out. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do, yeah. I mean, say for instance, from where you guys are now to the venue that I that seems to be putting on most of the shows. So, and I don't know how to, is it Sonage or Sonage? Sonage. Sonage. Okay. Yeah. So none of my. Uh, pronunciation either way actually okay either way it seems like they they um they're putting on uh plenty shows and and they all the shows seem like they they very well attended um how far is that from you right now an hour yeah, yeah. it's dedication yeah, it's i'm telling you but guys, I'd yeah, actually be remiss if I didn't introduce you to my co-host, Artur Carlos Diego Pereira the third, that is also uh, known as Art. Dude, uh, I, I didn't introduce you guys. I apologize. Dude, that's the funniest thing saying that they have to drive like an hour out. I'm playing a gig that's an hour out. We're taking a bus and staying over yeah. and coming back yeah. the next day. Uh, it's Cape Town no. style, baby. You can't... It's the same as getting a bottle of milk for us, man. You know, it's that's just under an hour. <laughs> okay, but like. <laughs> You know, regardless, I mean, so you've you've been playing shows though, even though you believe that they're pretty sparse. I mean, last time I touched the stage was the was in March 2020 at Ramfest. That was the last time I was on stage. So it's been a while. 
Jeez, dude, what the fuck? That was an amazing <laughs> show, by the way. That was an amazing show. Hey, yeah, dude. I mean, I re- I remember I was front and center for your show. Well, front left actually. I was standing in front of Carl dur- uh, during your your guys' set. It was epic. Oh, I'm so sorry, dude. Hey, I you guys killed it, man. So, so sorry, I I, dude. I still say you guys had the biggest sound on that stage that night. It was they crazy. Did. I they remember did. that. It was huge. <laughs> it was massive. Um, but yeah, I mean that 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 was I mean that was the last time I saw you in person, dude. That's yeah. insane. That's yeah. insane. Almost it was a lot of me. Yeah. They probably got kids now and everything. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's crazy. Um, so now listen, let's get to the brass tacks. I mean, we've we've talked about human nebula, um, your past and and how you guys all got together. We you guys check out the uh, we'll we'll link the the episode number in, in in the description, but we've been through all that. Now, all of a sudden, you've come out with Police Brutality, the new single that you dropped what, last week or the week before. Um, and I, I even took, took notes, dude. And I was just like, holy shit, this is such a banger. Um, and when, when Kyle and I were talking about mm-hmm. setting the show up, one thing is that I said to him, I said, you guys need to be so proud of yourselves because this is, is fucking awesome. And I go, Chuggy Riff Damage, Regan, Jay, Dwayne, Landile, Carl Clean, Greg Clean, with Light Scenery, Chris Zen Lead, More Lead, Human Nebula Lead, Marty Clean, Gareth Breakdown, Carl Clean again, Proggy Breakdown, but four uh, times four, but it changes every time. <laughs> Gareth Pointy and Ending, and then Clean Piano and Hot Damn, This Is My Jam. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Dude, I think I would actually, I spend so much time like trying to word the description for the video so i we don't come across as preachy and also just to get the point across but i think i'll just delete all that bullshit and just put that description in the video yeah, now that's way better <laughs> that's way better but dudes i mean it really was um such an excellent i, I watched it many times love it every single time um carl you're clean dude uh, uh i must say there was a surprise i don't I, I don't know in the previous songs have you done you've you've done but you haven't done like uh, those type of cleans before or have you um well kyle did some cleans on our last single release andromeda but um yeah the last time we saw each other he wasn't doing any vocals at all and in fact we've kind of yeah. been like uh, uh pushing him into the corner saying like come on dude you know like you've, yeah, got, a, sure. you've got the pipes for it uh let's do it you know yeah, and, well, I mean, I must yeah, say it's working out, dudes. I mean, yeah. just the way you, uh, the the your your cleans went into uh, Greg's cleans in terms of uh, you know goes from the dark scenery to the light scenery. I mean, it it, it was awesome. But so let's start from the beginning. Um, how did this idea come about in terms in terms of collaborating with all these different artists and managing to? Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, can you imagine how, long the, must, how the recording process? Yeah, how long must it have taken to get the whole thing together? Yeah, Take believe me. <laughs> if I'd have to put a timestamp on how long this one song took us to do, a year and a half. A year wow. and a half to do one fucking song. Because in the start of lockdown, when lockdown just hit, um, I was home doing basically nothing, just fucking around with like covers and trying. Everybody was like writing lockdown songs and stuff like that. And then, unfortunately, the thing that <sighs> sparked it because police brutality has been a problem for a very long time universally. But the thing that like kind of sparked the thing to say something about it was the whole George Floyd incident. So when that happened, um, 
the whole, not the incident itself, but the uproar after that yeah. from people yeah. on the internet and saying, stop this bullshit. And this needs to be like raise awareness for that stuff. That's what kind of like inspired me to also say something about it. And that's when I started writing this whole track and giving it this very menacing feeling in the beginning, because I was trying to go through the whole emotion for how people really feel about this. It's very angry at the top, at the surface of everything, everything, everybody's like very pissed off about this whole situation, but that's why the song kind of goes and dips mm. and drops. So mm. it'll be like very angry at the beginning, but then you'll get parts with the cleans where it's like very bitter and it's very uh, melancholy. And then it, there's a silver lining to look at this whole situation that happened. And then it just ends off with, it's very bittersweet. That's why the piano outros very all over the place uh, mode wise because it, it's not pretty, but it's also this very like darkish feeling that we have to realize that this needs to stop and we all need to stand together. And the reason why we decided to get so many people on it, it just felt wrong to just be the only people to say something about it because we all feel the fucking same. So why not just get the rest of the people that feel the same to also say their part? Wow, that, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's awesome because what we were doing, we were discussing when watching the video um, is, is, all the footage was local yes definitely. from what we could yeah. see and then we were wondering local, maybe local. if it was was um born out of the um you know obviously you sp speak about the george floyd then there was the jacob blake in kenosha wisconsin that led to the carl rittenhouse case and you know th and the stories continue um and yeah so so yeah i understand where, where you're coming from in, in in that sense so how did you start approaching um the different so you had already come up with the track carl and or, or a concept and then you reached out to the guys or did you have something sorted already and you were like and we we know as a band which which guys we want to have on the on on the um on the track i mean geez regan from facing the gallows jade from riddle break you've got Dwayne from sunken state you've got luan dile from valvadinia you've got chris from valvadinia you've got greg from red helen and technopath i mean the list goes on yeah so um like i said uh, Marty, I let's not forget Marty. Uh -uh. Marty from High Rave, yes. yes, yes. Essentially. I mean, she lives right here, so I, I just nah, couldn't. I like, that. As well. <laughs> also a very nice. I'll get to why I really wanted Marty to get yes. onto it as well, because it's not just because of thing of convenience. Like all of them really do have their own special part that they need to serve for it. So, I wrote the idea, not complete, but I was talking between mainly the musical parts were written between me. Uh, Luan Dile and uh, our lead guitarist, Tim. So we were all obviously working remotely. I would write a huge chunk of music. And then when you kind of feel burnt out, uh, when I was feeling burnt out, I'll just send what I have to, uh, in order, Luan Dile. And I told him, just write however long you want, write whatever you want, and then just send that back and I'll, end, I'll add it in. So he'll write his part. And that's that very, where I start saying, uh, I started saying, Greg starts to sing, and then when the lead part plays, that's all Luandile, the music okay. parts. And then after that, I took charge from there where Marty starts to sing as well, and the proggy breakdown. And then I think after that, um, I sent it to Tim because I wanted to get like super like lead riffy and kind of stuff like that. And I know he's a very, very good um, uh, creator when it comes to that. So he wrote that entire end section. And I tweaked it a bit and then I just put the piano part in it. But vocal wise, um, Beast. we were spitballing. Th we were the throat gravy over there. Yeah. Dude, Dude that was so it was so sick. But carry on. Sorry, man. 
Yeah, no stress, no stress. It's 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 uh, me and him that were kind of like spitballing between each other, like who we wanted vocally to kind of like do what they needed to do on the track. Um, and it was we've I, I would say we got like ninety percent of the people that we wanted to be on the track. We got ninety percent. We didn't get one. And uh, that was I didn't get the email, but you, uh, yeah, well, you do. Yeah, yeah sorry, <laughs> sorry, I think it got lost in translation. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. awesome. Um, who so, was the one person? Uh, Duncan for, uh, from Valvadinia. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, yes. And also, uh, oh, and Brandon from Red Helen as Red well. Helen. Those two guys trying to get a hold of them and trying to get them to get free time to do something. For sure. Fucking impossible. So it's not a case of they weren't interested or we were just like, no, fuck this. You're missing the deadline. We just missed each other all the time. When they were free, we were just like, commun- it, it's, it was just super hard. So we got yeah. whoever we wanted. They to were super keen. They just, uh, yeah, super didn't well, get I, mean, the I can imagine in Brandon's case, I mean, he was halfway across the world trying to get his life together, you know, um, relocating and all that kind of stuff. And, and yeah. Duncan is just what, a part of how many projects I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, it's, yeah. it's difficult to get, a, get him yeah. locked in. Just 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 well. there, but I just think they just couldn't, uh, get away and give enough time to do it justice. So they just kind of like, yeah, for sure. And you can obviously appreciate that. And then, and, and uh, there's many more songs to come from human nebula. So, you know, you don't have to have them all on one. You can have them on a couple of others at, at, at another stage when they are available. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, yeah. <laughs> it just seems to me, guys, you, you guys really have such a go forward attitude. Even, when that pandemic hit is like, even when I spoke to you guys, when I was doing, I think it was, I, I was still doing them live. Yeah. And, and you guys were just grafting away, putting out, I mean, you came out, remember, I think it was just after you guys released baby, the, the Justin Bieber uh, uh, cover. I mean, but that's so cool that you, you just, just you putting stuff out there and, and, creating the content which is amazing and i see you got do you've got uh not russell crowe i can't remember his name his real name well he's not russell crowe yeah he's not russell crowe but uh, yeah. your after show like edits and stuff like that do you guys you obviously are putting a, a very strong uh big effort into your social media presence we'll get back to police brutality now kyle <laughs> oh is yeah, that all so kyle? not russell crowe is russell his name is just Russell. Um, but yeah, so wherever he's um, joining us at a, at a live show, he'll always just have his camera there because mostly we're, we're playing with the bands that he actually works for because he works for, or well, he constantly films for Facing the Gallows and Valvadinia yeah. and Sunken State. And we, when we play, it feels like we're only playing with those bands. So he'll just be there and just uh, film us just because he's a pal. And then he'll just like smack and edit together and just send it to us. And then I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll, I'm just like, well, I mean, it's so cool that he does that, man. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And he's, yeah, a, he's an absolute yeah. genius, dude. And uh, it was such a stressful day filming the police. Sorry, I'm jumping back to police. Yeah, well, I mean, that was my next uh, thing about is, is how, did, yeah. how the video shoot went. It was such a stressful thing for me because I had another gig to go to and I was cutting it like close. I actually missed the first three songs that my band was supposed to play. And then I just got there and I just started playing in the middle of the third song, but like we came from the shoot. So I was kind of rush, rushing uh, Russell. It's like, dude, okay, cool. Let me fill my parts first and let me just do some of the band shots and then I'll fuck off. 
and the rest of the stuff he could do. And I was like driving on the way to the gig, like pretending that I'm like in Fast and Furious, trying not to get in a car accident. But I was thinking like, fuck, I hope the video like really comes out sick. I feel like I didn't give my all. I feel like I could have done more. Fuck, why did I work so hard in this huge collaboration track? And then when the video finally gets done, I'm such a twat about it. And then when Russell sent me like the first draft, I was like, what the fuck? How did yeah. he like do this? Like make it, it was crazy. So you Russell is honestly- the whole thing. Say again? You storyboarded the whole video because it was like obviously multiple days of shooting with everyone, with all the- featured artists yeah so how the because russell actually got inspiration from us getting so many musicians on the track he wanted to collaborate with all the videographers and uh those guys as well as south africa so the other two people that filmed was uh russell wells um and he filmed greg's parts and then alex wolf um he filmed some of the other dudes as well that were closer to him so russell was collaborating with Russell Wells and Alex Wolf to film the other parts, but Russell McCalligan, not Russell Crowe, he storyboarded the whole thing. He basically took main charge on the whole video and then just distributed the rest of the work to the other guys. They sent it back to him and he edited the whole thing and put it all together. So it's all of them, but mainly Russell was just the genius behind that entire video and concept. Yeah, but it's another thing. It's, it's just seems like there's such a, amongst you and all the other artists as well as the videographers the um photographers there just seems to be such a close-knit uh community over there Mm. where everybody's got each other's backs um do you feel that way yeah no absolutely like um you know uh police brutality was a was a great reason for us all to work together but the idea and sentiment has always been there um We've been, uh, you know, we've gone along with these guys for a very long time. And, you know, like Russell even lives with us. So, you know. So. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so how big is that house you guys live in? Damn. It, it's massive. It's massive. It's, it's like a little metal city. Yeah. <laughs> you should do like a, a, you should do like vlogs out of it. Like a big brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Just my chuck God. cameras in the shower. No, no. <laughs> the reason why the uh, lights are, are dim because you don't want to see what this place looks like. Don't bring a black light yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure you guys manage uh, to, to keep it clean for the most part, no? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. Nice. Nice. Check Gareth's faces. It's been a dream of ours to work with um, all these guys and more since forever. You know, even since before we had this band, looking up at uh, other musicians in the scene. You know, like Greg and the rest. It's like you know, um, I'm sure every band has this discussion. Like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to? feature this guy and you know and maybe one day do that guy and i think just like from doing um a ton of shows together and uh getting to know each other a little bit better it just kind of uh made it more um natural to to kind of uh syncopate this effort although I'm, it was still a massive 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 effort it was intense and i think we put it on ourselves because i'm laughing because i remember very clearly like when we were first making human nebula a concept like in 2017 i think we were busy recording the first ep i remember us saying on every track we're gonna get this guy this guy this guy this guy on on each track 
and yeah. we didn't we never did we, we never did it right yeah. and now we just did it in one fucking track instead of one ep we just did it all in one track to get all of the people that we wanted yeah the EP we, was, that's cool we man. Wanted to steal these guys and uh <laughs> yeah we finally did it <laughs> no 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 the, the the real the real uh it's like challenge now mm-hmm. is to get that uh bad boy played live with all those people uh, <laughs> we were actually talking about that no, interestingly no. <laughs> so <laughs> although it is a human nebula song it's i think when we're gonna because we were talking about this with regan and regan was joking about this as well he was like you should do it at a festival but like as a closer like you guys have played facing this played, sunken's played or whoever's played and then at the end of the festival the last band the last song then all the members start switching out like gareth yeah. comes on stage everybody like gets a mic or a wireless mic that just switches out all the time when the vocalist like because none of them really overlap except for me and you yeah and then so the rest of the good guys luck sound guy good luck sound <laughs> guy and it's just like one drummer from one band one guitarist one bassist from each band so you just do it like that and i think it is doable but yo it's gonna take it's gonna take effort so have i don't think considered- it's yeah, I can imagine. I mean, but have you considered the fact that you two are going to have to probably learn all the other parts and sing them if you want to play it live when they're not available? I have thought about that. So we've actually joked about this in band practice the other day when we were praying, uh, preparing for Death Fest. We were like, shouldn't we, shouldn't we, instead of like, we should maybe cut out some of the parts and do like a different live version of Police Brutality. But I felt like what's the point of having the other parts then in the song if we're just going to cut them so i think we are going to have to learn some of the other parts yeah yeah good luck to tim with all the solos as well yeah you could always do like a multimedia thing yeah yeah for andromeda as well like we were anticipating to have blondila there a bunch of times and tim just learned blondila's parts so he'll just play blondila solo and then switch into his solo which is even more intense yeah i just feel like Going to learn shit is, is just the mental block for me. I'm just talking from my own experience. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, if I had to play like uh, Nathan or Charles bits, I'd be like, oh, now this is such a mission. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's, what's an A again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah um, no, but no doubt Tim can smash those, those uh, uh, pieces out. No problem. But uh, yeah, but it's just, it's it ends up being, you know, you've got all the other I mean, your voice will be screwed after that track, Gareth, if you had to do all the vocal parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it'll be wrecked for sure. It'll be wrecked for you, sure. You know what yeah. actually be pretty good for a live performance if you did it at uh, the MMAs, the Metal Music Awards? Yes. Because I'm pretty sure the video might be, be should be submitted. So doing a live performance with everyone there and capturing that, that would actually be probably the best fly. place to do it. Yeah, that would actually work out. I will fly to Johannesburg to see that performed at the Samus. So would I. Definitely. Yeah, and that's not bad because they be part be of the because I've never been to one of those things and I just see how much fun you guys have when you guys go there. And everybody's <laughs> suited up like a motherfucker and I'm sitting in Cape Town sucking my thumb. Yeah. If I go there, I'll probably have like torn pants and my dong hanging out and stuff. <laughs> rocking it Cape Town style. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Is that Cape Town style? Well, it should be. I okay. came up with oh, it now. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's amazing. That's Arto Carlos Diego Pejero of the third, everybody. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> um, so, dudes, the, so then the shoot happened. How long did it take? I mean, because I saw you guys were posting, you know, um, 
you know, behind the scenes photos and stuff of the shoot. Did everybody go, and I know you, you've already discussed the collaboration, but that site, the brick walls and all that kind of stuff, how many hours and how long did that take you guys to do? I, I think it was about three, three or four hours okay, at that uh, location. And um, Russell found it because he, um, mutual friends. Yeah, through mutual friends, uh, Brogan. Yeah, Brogan from Made for Broadway. Brogan, he yeah. walks his dog. He walks his area. dog there. So we were we were shooting <laughs> the video. We were starting, and there was like a soccer game, like in the like the further field. Like they were just watching us shoot, like this that's fucking cool. brutal ass. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. funny, so funny. Oh, that's cool. And uh, yeah, so- but after that, I don't know how long he took with everyone else's parts because he had to go to some people's houses and arrange for some people to come over yeah, here. Yeah, so Dwayne was shot on a different day. Jade was Is shot okay? on a different No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I know, I always feel the same way when I say it like that, like Dwayne's getting shot today. <laughs> Bad joke. At least, we're on, at least we're on the same page. Well, your timing yeah. is impeccable. Yeah, I know, sorry. <laughs> Well, hey, dude, what, I mean, mood uh, killed. Yeah, no, no, my bad, my bad. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was well deserved. It was well done. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I do that joke every time, and I just don't know when, when the appropriate time is to do that, like yesterday when you were always, like, always, always. Yeah, always, okay. Now you're making me feel self conscious. Ah, it's fine. We'll get okay, over it. There we go. Um, so, yeah, just carrying on the video. I mean, obviously, um, isn't so how many of the crew were all at that one spot at any given moment? Of 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 all the people involved in the in the shoot, in in the in the actual song itself. Um, so. The only people that were in the same location was uh, all of Human Nebula, Regan, and Marty. So seven okay. people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Everyone else was done um, at a different place on a different day. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think um, overall it took Russell about two weeks to get everyone's parts recorded. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. So and it's you pulled ass towards the end, and it was it was just amazing that that he he managed to do all of that in that time frame. Yeah, it's crazy to think that you know the year and a half that you mentioned the the whole track took to, you know, from from its birth to to you putting it out in the world, and then you're thinking of a the video it took you know two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. quite crazy hey, how how. The, the world works it's just, it's insane it blows my mind makes me feel uh, like i'm really lazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it makes me want to do more huh? it, it takes always one person that does like a massive thing to make everyone else feel like they've done nothing when yeah. they've actually done a exactly shit he's like the guy in the in the in the team projects he like does everyone's homework for them <laughs> yeah. you know they're like oh you guys have slapped <laughs> off the whole year here you go yeah, definitely i mean geez it's the same and when i see all these videos of all these uh, um um shows that are happening uh in in your neck of the woods it's just it's like why haven't i booked a show yet or whatever it's just we're struggling i know we got daisy jones bar which recently went off uh with peasant and oh shut up peasant yeah, yeah. Peasant. um yeah. Uh, with peasant and oh, uh yeah. valvardinia and mm-hmm. um oh shit i can't remember the third act um but uh yeah i mean that that stage looks awesome i haven't even seen it i haven't even been there when are you guys planning to coming down to cape town man yeah you have one Tra- place to there's play. no travel restrictions now <laughs> all right well uh as long as you've got a sleeping bag on the floor there for us uh yeah hey, we'll man, be- always 
Always. What always. a dog kennel do. And we can dog paddles. Yeah, no, for sure. So now what are the what are the plans going forward? I mean, obviously you've put got out this huge release. Um uh it's there's so much to look forward to. I mean, we're we're in December. Have you got any shows planned for December? No, we're done for the year. Um we ended with the death fest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we we're gonna we're gonna let uh police brutality just stew a little bit longer. Um, before we get back into the rehearsal space and studio again. Yeah, but we've already started working on plans for our next uh, EP. So. Okay, so you, you, you're, you're in pre-prod and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, well, we don't have to just discuss too many of the details, but you're hard at work, let's say that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And, and in terms of early 2020, have you got any sort of plans uh, 2022 20 oh fuck 2020 i didn't even say 2021 i said 2020 yeah you said 2020 dude you see now that's where my mind's at guys i don't know what's going on still when when uh covid hit yeah especially in cape town brother you see see i had a actually had a friend uh come down from joburg and he's like what is this yeah it's like joburg's normal bro i know (laughs) joburg's normal um (laughs) but uh like he's gone back two years in time. Yeah. So early 2022. Got some. Yeah. yeah we, we got some. And all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're going to, um, because with the world being the way it is and, um, you know, people just don't have money to go out like they used to. So, I mean, I know, uh, from your guys' perspective, it looks like, uh, it's booming here, but, uh, uh, for us here, it, it feels like we took a huge knock. So, so what we're trying to do is we're going to try and move our efforts more online, you know, focus on creating music and creating content um, until hopefully one day we get some sort of normality back where we can uh, jump back on stage a little bit more than we have been. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And listen, I want to see some, some behind the scenes coming from that, that musical household you guys are all living in for sure. Um, there's oh, yeah. a way that you guys can collaborate and upload it to everybody's channel or link and whatnot because <laughs> it sounds like it's it's quite a vibe over there um yeah man it's, also it's judging great. from our previous conversation josie House. yeah <laughs> yeah no but uh, listen we, we know we're not talking mtv specials yeah uh, that's what i want to see <laughs> yeah, for can sure. you imagine like a geordie house kind of thing with those guys yeah, be yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a bunch of death nuts yeah, yeah exactly They're just we'll be, have yeah. Kyle and the speedo 24 7 so you know nice. there's something for everyone yeah amazing amazing i mean i'd love to be in that kind of environment you know i live by myself these days it's kind of sad guys yeah uh, you, you know? get used to it yeah you do get used to it but, uh, uh, well, there's some days where we wish we did, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, who drinks yeah. all the milk? No milk. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> <Who> milk? Milk. <laughs> no. oh, do you guys drink black coffee? No, black coffee for the win. Yeah, no. you guys have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, geez, the plot thickens. Eh? Shit, I mean, I hope have... you guys have got clean running water over there. <laughs> <laughs> they probably yeah, drink yeah, I, think so. oh, I don't know if it's drinkable but i think it's, it's there it's there <laughs> oh man well guys it's been so awesome having you guys on the show um 
I honestly cannot wait to, to, to actually have you guys in studio because, you know, we haven't done this in a while and sometimes the delay can kind of, you know, get lost in translation, but it's been so cool to, to have you guys back on the show. Um, guys, check out Human Nebula Everywhere. Check out pre, uh, Police Brutality. Police Brutality. Police Brutality. It's seriously... <laughs> Paris. That's, that's in somewhere yeah. up in the northwest. Yeah. Um, but check out Police Brutality yes. on YouTube and all your uh, favorite streaming platforms. Um, it's such a rad video. Well done to everybody involved. Everybody uh, who, who uh, featured um, as a featured artist, Regan, Jade, Dwayne, Wandile, uh, Greg, Chris, all those dudes, and well done to you guys for actually um, speaking up and speaking about what you guys believe in and and putting it out there and getting like-minded people to to enjoy and and be a part of. So and and thank you for for the content as well, guys. It's on a it's it's on repeat, my side, and uh, it, it will be for a while. Awesome, awesome, oh, yeah. Big shout out to all the guys that are actually like you were saying to all those guys. It wouldn't have been what it is now if it wasn't for everybody that kind of like voted in to like be a part of it. And I was saying yeah. to everybody because it was funny on the day of the release, I was just getting thank you messages from all the like featured. Hours. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? Thank you. You guys made this what it is. We like, thank the you. <laughs> just thanks for being a part of it. And, like, it's, it's crazy. We never thought we would have been making a track with all these guys. Like he said, we were looking up to these guys from the start of the human nebula concept. So for them to all just be in a, on the same track, it's fucking amazing. So big shout out to all those guys that you mentioned and to Marty. Yeah, for, and to Marty, yes. Um, the one thing we also, um, the great thing about that as well is you guys absolutely flooded my newsfeed that day because so many different people shared it. Uh, you know, it, it was incredible. The, um, the, the just uptick in, in social media presence it had. It was crazy. It was Dwayne. It was all the people that we've mentioned, but then, and then more people, then there was Instagram stories uh, and, and so on and so forth. So well done with the, with the promotion of the, of the song as well. Everybody go check out police brutality now. Yes. And it's on your YouTube, eh? human nebulous. YouTube. Yeah. We'll put yes. the link yeah. up over yeah. there somewhere. Okay. Somewhere. Over there. <laughs> okay. Sick. But thanks so much for joining the show, guys. It was great to have you, and hopefully we can chat again soon. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much for having us. Um, thanks. Yeah, it, it's been great to hang out with you again, man. Yeah, uh, well, let's hope yeah. next time it's in person, right? Yes, yes let's do absolutely. it. Absolutely. And get that MMA performance sorted out. MMA? Why do you keep on saying MMA? Metal music. I was also like thinking, like, damn, we're going like to fucking go to the we're gonna wrestle and beat the each other. Summers. Up. Yeah, the South African Medal Music Awards. There we go. That the Summers, oh, not the MMA Award. Well, it's so, they why do they call it Sama when there's already a Sama? I mean, what the hell? It's a double M, bro. No, but not people. It's a double M. Yeah. Listen, I'm educating this guy. Yeah. I'm educating this guy every day. But guys, thank you so much for joining the show. We'll see you next time. It's been great having you. Oh yeah. This is how we do things around here. Oh, shit. All right, that was Gareth and Kyle from Human Nebula, dude. Um, nice dudes, eh? What a, it was a rad chat. It was a rad <coughs> chat. I really yeah. like talking to those guys. They were a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was the first Zoom interview we've done in a while. So it came with its like delays and stuff. I didn't feel 100% comfortable with the cans on. So we're going to try something different. But 
um, it was a rad uh, chat. I look forward to seeing what they do next. I mean, yeah, they even had a little bit of a taste of outrages when I was like saying, why are the Samus called Samus? (laughs) 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 Hey man, those are the things that we look forward to, man. It's, it's, uh, (laughs) doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. Also, if you want to check the Instagrams, Arthur Carlos Diego Pereira the third and Gareth Howard. I've changed it. I've changed it. <laughs> Gareth Howard underscore. Gareth Howard underscore. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I was so tired of the Papa G's house because people don't know who exactly I am. Yeah. Then the Papa G TV, same situation. Then Gareth PGH. What does PGH mean? Yeah. And I just figured, let me just be myself. Gareth yeah. Howard. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How long did it take you to get that handle? Cause you had to put the underscore at the end. Uh, it was actually the first one and I tried to find different variations that I thought may have suited, but that's the one that suits the best and I'm not changing it. How funny would it be if we change the handle every single week? (laughs) That's basically how it feels. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, dude, I changed it now. That's me in my full glory, full name, surname. That's how you can find us. Um, but yeah. And it's it's going to be fun. But this is a time we need to appreciate because it's a little segment we like to call. Beer of the week. Dude, okay, what did you get here? I said, I think you're going to hate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still hold that sentiment. Straw, strawberry lime. Yeah. It's not necessarily a beer. It is craft. Okay. But it is craft that it's you've, you've never well. tasted before and i thought i'd go because it's the festive season it's red and white it reminded me of christmas i didn't even look at any of the other beers i saw red and white strawberry and lime fly out of our recorded have a have a little <laughs> yawn premium swish perry perry huh you're not funny enough you know that my surname Pereira. um a lot of Portuguese people that moved to America, they changed their surname to Perry. Mm. So like, um, uh, what's his name? Joe Perry from Aerosmith. Yeah. His actual surname is Pereira. Oh, really? Yeah. And then there's that, that uh, Lisa singer. Perry. Hey? Lisa Perry, the four non-blondes. I look up in the morning. Possibly, I actually. I think so, yeah. And then, yeah, because she looks of the Italian descent. Yes. I, I mean, Portuguese, I mean. There's loads of Perrys that were originally Pereiras. Really? So that yeah, so Swedish premium Swedish Pereira. <laughs> so it's vegan friendly. That's one thing I just noticed. Oh shit! Okay. Perry blended with strawberry and lime flavor made from Swedish pure spring water. Is so this and it's called Rekordlich. So this is, is a this is I what can't they wait term to see your reaction. Perry. What the, there's some floaty stuff. No floaty stuff. Oh, is, is that ice? That's ice. Yo, this smells like a fucking lolly. <laughs> it smells like a lolly. It's delicious. <laughs> okay, let's give it a go. Fucking hell. Yeah. That, hang on. Mm. Smells like a lolly, tastes like a lolly. <laughs> hang on. Oh, yeah. Someone's enjoying it. 
essence. Um, for a, a flavored whatever this is, that's spring one hell water. of a flavored whatever it is. Spring water. Bullshit. Really? Yeah. It said Perry. I don't know what Perry is. Oh, there is. we go. Made from pure, uh, it's made from pure Swedish spring water. Mm. Blended. Okay. Should say made from pure sugar. Fuck, definitely. <laughs> but how tasty? Mm. It's like tasting, it's like drinking a jelly baby. This tastes exactly like a fucking sugus. And sugus. Frutus and. Oh, f- oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And god damn it, 4. dude, 5. you made this bottle cold. <laughs> I know, yes. <laughs> it's fucking freezing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the right way to do it, man. Mm. Hmm. Wow. Um. Not your average beer. <laughs> it's not even a beer, but I just wanted to throw, throw you for a little bit of a curve. I don't know why you think I'd hate this because it's because it's sweet. Well, this, it's not necessarily beer. Yeah, it's not beer, but this this um, but I reckon it's still this an alcoholic is beverage. Fucking headache producing material. If well, it's full yeah, of that sugar, you can only have a you can only have one. I think. Uh, I know Definitely. some people who would challenge that fucking statement <laughs> yeah i mean i could have a few of them i won't lie i won't lie it tastes really good they it's are good very eh? fucking sweet they though. are good i think the sweetness level is like a. hey but don't don't worry about that just enjoy the experience oh i totally am yeah. but if it was like a little bit less sweet then yeah. it'd be like perfect but then that just means you don't have to have as many <clears throat> yeah true so yeah this is the first non-beer we're mm. gonna have on the my cubic scale but we have to um, rate it because I bought it. This is very difficult. And it's cold. And Art Pereira, what have you got? Ah, shit, man. This is difficult. This is difficult. I'm going to have to go halfway between the two numbers that are flashing in my head. It's like three and a half. Mm-hmm. Like three and a half. Two, yeah. four and a half. No, it was going. I was going between three and four, so I'm going to go split down the middle, three and a half. Okay. Um, reasoning. Um, this is for me a one-time thing. I might buy this again to you know to share with Carolyn because she might enjoy this. She but will definitely enjoy that. But she would be like, she would have like a a third of this and be done with it, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you got to make sure sweet. it's super cold as well. This, yeah, this stuff's it's warm. Very sweet. You cannot, you cannot go. I can imagine it'd be like drinking strawberry and lime yeah. flavored cough syrup. Mm. Yeah, that, that's harsh, dude. Well, if it's I, warm, no, 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 I get it, I get it, I get it. Mm. So, for mm. me, mm. you are going three and a half. I'm going four and a half wow, because I high. love this shit, okay. and I'll have two of them, and I'm good. But I look forward to nothing more than having a ice cold recordlich when i want to and it's so delicious i know it's super sweet i've been known to to like sweet stuff so that's a three and a half and a eight uh, eight out of ten eight out of ten hundred percent that's very high and uh i'm not going to contest that Uh, it's it's extremely tasty it's very tasty but only Two or maybe even one, just one. I think one would be quite sufficient because this is a large. Sure. This is a large boy. This is five hundred yeah, mils. Five hundred mils, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, um nice packaging as well. 
very very, clean. very cool on the eye. I like the fact that it's a brown bottle and that it's, it, can, uh, it gives it the beer look. Yeah, it's also got a nice little clip art picture yeah. of uh, uh, strawberry and lime in the yeah. middle there. Lovely. Yeah, I um, think they do everything well. Yeah, it's uh, uh, well made. <laughs> <laughs> it is. There's no beer. and it's bottled and <laughs> okay. produced in Sweden, so it's an import. It's quite a good uh, sip to burp ratio. Mm. excellent well that's beer of the week yeah Ex- good Recorded solid 8 out of 10 and you got this from Tops no up, up the road my, oh, my liquor usual city. yeah my usual but they're everywhere oh. they're, they're, yeah I know I've you can get them before. anywhere yeah well there you I go I see them everywhere find that's them everywhere week, according baby. to him find it everywhere for sure everywhere yeah so what you got this week <sighs> well uh, nothing much I had a um, gig on Friday, as you know, yeah. as you knew, in Stanford, which was a lot of fun. It was an outside gig, played to the sunset. It was rad. Um, we had mates come over on a bus for the evening, and then they went back, uh, stayed over, and then came back on Saturday midday or so. But the gig was rad. We played outside, like I said. Just did some tunes. There's some old people there that fucking really dug it. They want us back kind of thing. Nice. There's three more white guys. But then, like, uh, it was what, on Monday, I learned that uh, one of the people that came to watch us uh, tested positive, positive yeah. uh, for the C word. And, um, the v, the and, then, um, and then I also learned that in the when I was at, in the office on the Tuesday before the show. What's your CV like? Let me check my certificate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on the Tuesday, someone else was at work or yeah. also tested positive. So I was like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. So um, I had to, I had to wait for the incubation, incubation period to finish. And then uh, I went for a test today and it came back all negativo. So hence we here. Yeah. Better late than never, baby. Yeah, I've been fucking First grafting. to that, baby. Yeah, man. And I've been grafting like super hard, doing a whole bunch of videos for a town hall and um, ended up winning quite a, a good award for the company, which, uh, yeah, it's it, it's weird. I'm not, a, I'm not a guy for that kind of um, like appreciation. And when they told me, it's like, yeah, but you play music and stuff. And I almost want, I wanted to say something. I didn't know what to say. And I just said... <laughs> I'm an entertainer, not a rock star. <laughs> I don't, I don't seek their claim. I just yeah, want to yeah, entertain. Exactly. And so, like when they when they did the whole like award thing and my picture and then everyone talking about me, I'm like, fucking. When is yeah, this sinking finish? into your own like, yeah, oh man. my god, I can't believe this is happening, but it's pretty cool at the same time. Yeah, and it's it's a good validation. And then in the back of my mind, it's like, why is this? Because I complained to the HR lady about all this stuff that they made me do. Is this like they're compensating? They're trying it's to like, keep me. Yeah, like I'm, that's that's where my brain goes because yeah, I, totally. I can't take overthinkers galore, bro. Yeah, I can't take compliments. I just can't do it. You know, and it's like I was at uh, Botner's to get like sticks. And then JP was there. And then JP was like, ah, oh, dude, you know, fucking great drums. And then you know, fucking this. And I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm just going to leave now. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. like. No, know? no, no, for sure. But hey, other listen, than that, you that's can't even take it. I'm like, dude, 
we had such a good jam. You're like, oh, yeah, I was cool. <laughs> I'm like, I know you know it's cool, motherfucker. No, I didn't say I was cool. I said yeah, I fucked it, up a few you times. You said it was cool. Yeah, I and said then you it kept was it, cool. Yeah, you kept on saying how many times you fucked up, but it, it wasn't that bad at all. <laughs> at all. Yeah, but it that's basically what my week was, man. It was just sure. fucking working, grafting hard, play the show, drive, and then uh, sit in anticipation waiting for the results to come back to tune me that no it's all you're you're good you can go out you're good <laughs> nice. it's all good well my what you got is it was it's funny i don't know if you noticed i've cut the beard off i've noticed um and it's been an interesting couple of days because i don't i'm not used to it at all and i don't like it that's weird <laughs> um but the the thing that um happened was i was going to a jaw and I was just like clipping and stuff, managed to clip the wrong spot, you know, and then all of a sudden you have to like clean everything up. And I ended up taking everything off my like cheek area and then just keeping the long beard. And I, I just looked like such a tit. <laughs> so I was just like, fuck this. I'm going to start all over again, shave the whole beard off mm -hmm. and start again. Uh, I don't mind having a short beard. Also, this works with masks. Yeah. This works a, a lot better with masks. Having a long beard, getting masked, and then you you take the mask off, and then your beard's like everywhere. Mm. Uh, I'm quite keen to 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 be a little bit fresh for a change. But um, yeah, yeah. The reason it looks the way it is is because I kept some bits long, some bits short, because I didn't want to go clean clean face. Uh, so uh, yeah, dude, I hate it when it happens is. when you when you're just trying to like neaten, then you just go a little bit down. Yeah. And go, oh, let me fix this side. And then, we f and then next thing you know, you, yeah, you yeah. look like a fucking. I mean, baby. I mean, you've always got the fattest tash, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and yeah, you 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 keep that shit going, bro. But um, this is it's also laziness. one of the first shows that you haven't worn a cap. Yeah, I I just I, I was just like I I no, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done for today. I'm just yeah. gonna I'm just gonna rock up, and uh, thankfully I don't look like too much of like a pleb. For sure. On that note, let's get to the sports update. Yay, sports. Right, boys and girls, it is ready. It is ready. It's time for the sports update. Holy shit. I have been waiting for this um, segment since Sunday evening. What the hell did we witness and we, it's obvious we're going to start there. Yeah. What the hell did we witness at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix? That was something out of, 100% out of the ordinary. Lap 57. Lap, the lap cars going can't go past. Oh, no. Now the lap cars can go past, but not all the lap cars. Max Verstappen takes Lewis Hamilton earlier than what people thought. He, 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 he pulled a move long before then people expected him. Yeah, that's what they were saying. What are your takeaways, dude? Max Verstappen is the world champion of uh, Formula One, but is he? Uh, I think he is. Um, I think it will stay that way. Um, after the race, I mean, like, I was, I was screaming because I couldn't believe what was happening. No. Um, I do feel for Hamilton. I actually, I actually really do feel for Hamilton, and um, he showed massive class. That he was up there congratulating. He was standing on the podium. He wasn't looking like he was annoyed. He, he, Humble was, in defeat. 
he was he was uh, actually gained a lot of respect for him even sure. though that he knew it was like this is fucking bullshit but then like i was like thinking about it, it's like they could have they could have like had the back markers all pass but um they didn't allow that because obviously the back markers when they go past the safety car they're going to be gunning it and it's not a safe thing and he said yeah. like we just want to keep we're just trying to make everyone safe mm-hmm. then he goes like and they, he could have moved all the the lapped cars a lap earlier, which would have meant that they would have still had the last lap and Max Verstappen still would have won. So it's like, I'm like, well, is there really much of a difference? But um, yeah, it it was it was strange. There was a lot of complaints about the laps thing and then the rules, but then there was also a clause that they said that they can overrule those rules if yeah. they feel that they say Michael Massey played God. They say he played God. He was, but then there's also people like complaining that there's too much regulation and too much of penalties and being safe. And then like he goes, okay, let's just have the race happen. And they're going, are you breaking the rules? It's like, you can't win. But then you also look at Max's resume and he's had the most polls. He's had the most leading laps. He's had the most wins. But like, that's why I say I feel for Hamilton because I'm, I'm, I, I would also feel done like hard done by if i was in his position leading the race from the fucking start yeah totally and then losing it because some guy decided to hit the wall you know right driver of shout the day, out Latif. nicholas latifi yeah. the greatest moment of your f1 it's, career it's not the it's not the way i want no. i wanted to see the race uh sure. finish but um because in the safety car lewis would have won yeah Simple with, as that. Yeah, you would have won without the safety car, and with the safety car, they—I mean, they—they they, what they normally did was like they let the lap cars pass. That's what they normally did. But he held back because yeah. he wanted people to be safe. So if he did what they normally did, the lap cars would have passed. Mm. There would have been the last lap to run for the finish line, and Max would have won anyways, and he would have been champion anyway. That's why I say he's going to be, yeah. and still will be, because there's not much difference if yeah. they did it correctly yeah. or the way they did it now. So it's like, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's just how it, how it goes. Um, Max did nothing wrong. His first lunge in the first lap was a bit hectic, but he stayed on track so it was pretty much legit even yeah, though it totally. was overly aggressive but hamilton going fucking flying past there and catching that they uh, like they gave him the leeway because it's the first lap they always they're always lenient with their stuff on the first lap so that's why he got away with it which is cuck but then i was like we let them ra- if i was messy and they came up to me and they said like yeah but you let them race and then, and you know you broke the rules and stuff it's like okay well we let hamilton go past so we're going to give him a five second penalty we'll give the win back to hamilton but because of the five second penalty max still wins so you happy with that too it's like what <laughs> yeah what can you do what it's can like, you do yeah. it's like it just happened that way obviously there's going to be a lot of people that are not happy um i was really happy at the end but like when i was watching it it's like you know it you wouldn't want it. I lost way. my voice, dude. Yeah, I, I mean was, that last yeah. lap. Remember when they were going like side by side, and you know they even lodged an appeal yeah. that actually Max technically overtook Lewis on a safety car because his nose was in front. Yeah, I was watching for that. He went in front, but then yeah, like, he was. and he went back, and then they took but off. But that's also and then he Lewis right playing games, breaking to get him through to see if there's yeah. some sort. Of, there, uh, there's always two sides of the coin. There's always two, but I don't, I don't, uh, uh, 
uh, Max would have never have done that because then he would yeah. have been given a penalty. So, and I checked the stuff, and he was he went in front when they were behind the car, yeah. but when the car went past, he yeah. was technically behind his front wheel. So you're still behind. Sure, but all that aside, all that aside, I think that Bonner and Mercedes were very cautious. Track position, track position. We worried. Uh, Verstappen would have ended up in front if we had stopped, etc., etc. Staying on on all tires, then Max gets the free pit stop. That's another thing that uh, Lando was complaining about the week before in in Saudi Arabia to say free pit stops are lame mm. because who gets a free pit stop and mm. it's only under under a safety car, etc., etc. So I think there's there's a lot to take out of this championship there's a lot to learn about it and i think there's going to be a lot of changes but i think it's more so a perfect time for all this to to take place because we're going into a brand new season brand new modeled cars new engines new combinations i think it's going to be another exciting uh year yeah it because will be. everything also the drag uh the 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 dirty air is going to allegedly be sorted out we will only know that know that by the first couple of races yeah but they're trying to make plans to make everybody on a on an evil even playing field because at the moment it's just two teams it's red bull and mercedes yeah and most of the time it's just mercedes but the other thing dude um, well this year you can't say that yeah but but the other thing is that uh they like you say they they took it safe by not pitting hamilton to keep him in front but, Track position. Yeah, but if they pitted Hamilton... They could have put him on softs and he could have Then just he would have been around. behind and then it would have been... It could have been Hamilton that would still win and then this whole thing wouldn't be an issue. But, but that's what I'm saying also is that don't you think regardless of what we're talking about, either which way there would have been a dramatic ending? Of course. But I think um, Mercedes being too cautious cost made them, them cost them the thing, and and then protesting and saying you can't put the safety car out now. It's like you can't do this, and then he was letting cars through and saying no, you can't do but that. But they had two opportunities then, to put the softs on. Yeah, and if they put if they put Hamilton on the softs, he would have been behind Verstappen and chances are they would have had a dice and they probably would have been like over the line and Hamilton probably would have taken it. But um, yeah, so like. The, with the complaints and stuff, it's like I'm. Uh, Max is champion. There's nothing you can do about it now. <laughs> Max is champion. You can't do anything about <laughs> yeah, it now. If totally. it, like every 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 scenario that I've played in my head, any other way, if if they took the if they allowed the lap cars to go through early, Max would have still won. If um, if. <laughs> The only way Mercedes would have won for definite if the crash didn't happen, and fifty percent chance is if Hamilton went in for softs. Yeah, but because Hamilton didn't go in for softs, they were on the back foot. So now everything is wrong. Everything is is uh, is uh, bullshit, and it's against them because they played it safe. Even Red Bull, even Hamilton it, in the well. in the radio. Oh man, this has been manipulated. Dude, obviously, if you're in that position, you're going to say that it's manipulated. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like so loserish. It is so loserish, but I mean, from from everything that you hear about Hamilton, it's like 
even people like us giving him shit all the time. And he always says he has to prove everyone wrong all the time. So obviously he's going to think that if he if he keeps saying that, he's going to believe that everything is against him. And then yeah. if something like that yeah. happens, he's going to say this has been manipulated totally. because totally. he's in that space. I don't know if it's true, but that's what happens that's if what you happens. are constantly saying, I have to prove everyone wrong. Totally. You immediately think everyone is against you. You're 100% right. You know, so you, like those statements is all in the moment. It's but, all passion. Max in that situation, the same thing would have happened. Exact same thing would have 100%. happened. 100%. It, and a lot of people are saying Valtteri, I mean, uh, uh, Perez, Perez was dirty in his tactics of of keeping uh, Lewis... Shut up! <laughs> keeping Lewis um, at bay. But if that was Valtteri, the same criticism would happen. Yep. 100%. And, and, and Perez didn't step out of bounds. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't push Hamilton off. There was in, no brake testing. There was no brake <laughs> testing. And in fact, like um, Perez took massive gambles to pass him on, on the outside where his wheel was like that far over the line to be legal. Otherwise, yeah. he would have gotten a, he would have told to give it up. He got his place back. He drove like a fucking champ. 100%. And, and I watched that and I was like, Perez did nothing wrong. He was aggressive, but he had to be. And he totally. even said... I'm sorry, Lewis. I'm sure you'll understand, but I had to do it for the team. And but he didn't. He didn't push anyone off the track. He kept his position as best as he could with any way that he could. Uh, Max took that fucking pass as best as he could, and he did it without fault. He was on the took track. The he had line, enough space. Had enough space. He left it, enough space for Lewis. And and I, I promise you, you did it that way because when he passed. Hamilton on the first lap and Hamilton went off that he would be penalized if he did the yeah, same yeah. thing he so he went he but he still penalty. fucking did it so like hey that, listen that you gotta go absolutely you, you gotta go for it all you gotta go for it all that last lap was absolutely super super clean amazing it, it was, was amazing great. and Great I'm, way so, to I'm sorry I'm sorry uh, Hamilton fans I totally understand but the thing is like I've played it in my head a million times over and there's only two ways he would have won if the crash didn't happen or potentially he stopped for tires yeah and uh, if they let through the lap cars the lap before, which they could have totally, or even at the start of the safety car session, Max would have still won, and then yeah. there'd be nothing to complain about. So I'm sorry, but Max is champion. That's the way it is. No more conspiracy theories. No more drama. It was equal going into the final race. What we have is car number 33 as the winner. Regardless of what anybody says, it is what it is. It is what it is. Hamilton still has an opportunity to break the record of eight championships, surpassing Shumi. We're not going to get into the conspiracy theories of them trying to protect Shumi's record, all that kind of stuff. No, that's definitely not Car number 33, Max Verstappen is now the champion. There's nothing we can do about it. Let's look forward to a great series in 2022 because at the end of the day, there was lots of good that happened in Formula One. Drive to survive. So many eyes on the sport. I think it's going to be great. But enough about that. We have a new champion, but we also have new champions in the UFC. <laughs> so, I remember I told you, I said, mm. you got to watch these fights. I'm sure you've had a crazy couple of weeks. You didn't manage to catch anything. So, I'm just going to take you through what I believe should, should was I, one of the should greatest... Should I put some like highlight clips of the fight? You can. You can. Sweet. Let's do it. Let's do that. Just chuck it in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, first of all, oh my word, my guy, Dustin Poirier, 
against Charles Dubronx Oliveira, someone I've supported for a very long time. So it was a very difficult fight for me to, um, you know, like pick. I mean, my winner would always be Dustin because I've followed him for longer. But I've always supported Charles because he's just such a warrior and and such a well-rounded fighter. Charles Oliveira comes out on top, submitting Dustin Poirier in the third round. Did he? It was unbelievable. It uh, the second round was weird. Dustin Poirier is a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but he was so scared of any advanced positions or anything like that, so he kept a close guard. He he kept a. Um, was he being overly defensive? Overly defensive. No man. And the first okay, let's let's take. Let's, but why? Let's, what's, let's what's, start from let's start from the okay. beginning. Okay. So they start. There's no feeling out process. They're just going at it. They are just applying their boxing skills. It's on the feet, kickboxing skills, leg kicks, um, you know, straights, one-twos, hooks. The pace was so high. You could see when Dustin gets tired, he starts bouncing around, but his head looks like a bit of a bobblehead oh, shit. when he gets tired. And I was like, Dustin's getting tired. Second round, they come out. Uh, Dustin dropped him twice. Then the second round they come out, something happens, Charles ends up on uh, on top. Mm-hmm. Dustin gets a, a triangle body lock with his feet. Usually what happens in that sense is that there's no chance for advancing, but there's no chance for submission from the back. He wasn't very active from the back whatsoever. He just kept the triangle body lock to avoid Charles from advancing positions because if you advance positions you can get certain submissions yeah yeah and it was just he played it safe but while playing it safe i think he gassed himself out mentally and physically because if you've got a guy on top of you that's raining down elbows he was just like fuck what do i do i'm just gonna rather lose the round and start afresh in the third round third round comes they have a couple exchanges. Dustin, standing up, gives his back to Charles Oliveira. Charles jumps Dustin's back, but is able to create some sort of a false sense of security for Dustin that he was too low. You know, because obviously if you're too high on a, on a guillotine yeah, or a rear naked like, choke, you can fall over. If you're too low, you can slide back. Yeah, and then you gave him shit a, both ways. Yeah. 100%. And he gave him a false sense of security to be like, okay, I'm too low, I'm too high. Sunk the choke in, taps him out, and still. It was one of the most insane fights I've ever seen in my entire life. Just pure anticipation because it was two of my favorite fighters of all time. I mean, those those guys, they're calling it the most one of the most prestigious titles in the world at the moment because they've both got 11 plus years in the UFC. Fucking hell. Okay, yeah. I need to watch this. Yeah. But I'm going to have the highlight. Yeah. Jeez. Fucking hell. Dude, so why amazing. Was, amazing. why was he so defensive? Why wasn't he being like a Because Charles Oliveira is is the creme de la creme when it comes to grappling. Oh, okay. You give him any inch, he's going to take your so that's, arm. That's he's going to take your neck. He's going to take your leg. He'll take your fucking toe. I don't know. So that's it. His grappling is his strength. He, he is that good, yeah. So he's sneaky all so around. He, so people... Mm-hmm. What they do with him is they're like, oh, he's so good on the ground. But now he's developed so much in the last 10 years. He's an elite striker. So you got to fear him everywhere. Jeez, so you don't it's actually a, know how he will get you. And and 
you get caught slipping, you are done for. And Oliveira, is he Brazilian or Portuguese? He's, he's Brazilian, okay. which is also another thing, and we're not going to go too much onto that. Oh, would I love to see a fight between him and Khabib. Mm. But let's not go there because Khabib's retired and whatnot. Oh, okay. Co-main event, the GOAT, Amanda Nunes, the Lioness, the person who has been undefeated and unchallenged for so many years, gets choked out in the second round by Juliana Pena. It was mayhem. Absolute fucking mayhem. Um, Jeez, I missed that. Subs her out in the second round. Decides to bring a firefight to a firefight. Amanda Nunez gave her no respect by by, um, trying to go fight fire with fire. She gets clipped a couple of times. She gets tired. Same thing. Choked out because she was absolutely gassed. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, The other um, really notable fights were Kai Kara France versus Cody Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt is a bantamweight champion. Yeah, I haven't seen either of these guys. Yeah, he's he's fought and defended the the bantamweight. I don't know if he defended it, actually. He's a star in in, in the bantamweight division. Came off a couple of losses, decided to try, try a new division, cut down to 125. Fought Kai Kaira France from New Zealand, who is respectful, just like how New Zealanders are. Super respectful in uh, win-loss or draw, blah, blah, blah. He got disrespected, got knocked the fuck out by Kai Kaira France. Unbelievable. Nobody expected it. He is. They consider him the fastest boxer in bantamweight. You lose weight, you, you naturally think that the guy is going to be faster. Chin is nowhere. His chin was nowhere. Jesus. Then, lastly, my last notable is Sean Sugar Sean O'Malley mm-hmm. against Julian Piver. Um, another extremely um, anticipated fight. Everybody's like, what is O'Malley going to do against a ranked guy? I mean, O'Malley's got all this uh, unranked champion. Like, his whole thing is that he's unranked, but he's... He thinks he's the champ because he's so much better in inverted commas than everybody else. He came out and he proved how good he is. Just absolute slick boxing, slick kickboxing. Caught the guy, caught Piva in every uncomfortable position. Ends up hooked to the body, hooked to the head, knocked out. Sean O'Malley, uh, he is now 15-1. and He lost the one against Chido Vera. Um, the UFC, my friend, is alive and well. Sounds like it. Sounds definitely sounds yeah. like it. shit. Okay, I gotta I gotta watch those highlights. Fucking hell. So just for today, Formula One and UFC, that's it. That's the sports update. We're gonna go to outrageous. But what I forgot to tell you. Yeah. The whole episode. The reason why I'm wearing my Golden State Warriors t-shirt. Yes. Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry. Is now the number one three-point shooter in the NBA history. Holy shit. He's just recently, last year he took over uh, Reggie Miller uh, from the Indiana Pacers back in the day, and now he's just surpassed Ray Allen as number one three-point shooter in the world. He's the greatest shooter we've ever seen of all time. So how many? 2,974. That's insane. So like 200 threes a year. Yeah, around about there. Anyway, that's the greatest shooter of all time. 100%. 100%. We've got LeBron, we've got MJ, we've got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, we've got Stephen Curry, we've got Ray Allen, we've got... Djokovic. 
Djokovic. Doncic. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's get outrageous. This is outrageous. God damn, I hate it. What have we got this week? I'm going to choose number 77. Uh, for Valtteri. Valtteri Bottas. Oh, we already did 77. Okay, then I'm going to do 63 because he's replacing uh, Valtteri, George Russell. Okay. This, this, this complaint of mine has sort of been fixed okay. um, by my parents' place. What I've got here is people cutting the corner by my place. Now, um, now what cutting corners in general. Cutting corners in general is is a fucking dick move. Yeah, absolute dick move. And I'll, I've even punched a tire being a dick. And remind me to tell you about the dick move I pulled this weekend. Okay, Anyways, let's um, hear it. There, so there's like a T junction, okay, and it's like this road without. It just goes, and then like you come to the end there, and you want to go left or right. But where mm. where the way it used to be, there was no stop sign, and there was no white line to say stop or anything. Mm-hmm. So. People would, if they were turning right into their corner, they would just cut it across like they, like, you know, cutting the apex on a fucking thing. And there were so many times that I'm coming up to the intersection or to the T-junction or whatever, and there's people cutting across, and then I have to, like, break or try and maneuver away just so that, you know, and then they look at me like I'm the one that's fucking doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And anyways, so it's like that happened so many times, I nearly, I nearly buckled my wheel. I clipped the pavement a few times. I slammed the anchors a few times. And there's all these fucking moms that drive like fucking hell. And then there's, there's also, there's this one dude in a bucky just did not give a fucking shit. If he could go over the pavement, he wouldn't because he's such a... Anyway, um, that... But now what they've done is now they've actually painted in the, like a stop sign because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that complained there. And so I was like, ah, oh, this is nice. They're still fucking doing it. It's like they think that, you know, you can just cut across there because clearly that road that's coming in. Everybody thinks they're Max Verstappen, bro. Yeah, they all think the fuck, fuck it. Yes. (laughs) 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 But it's like if you're in Kirstenhoff, you know Lenta Road. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's like that's the road that goes straight to Kirstenhoff. Just people driving like pricks is just constantly. Is the worst, dude. Constantly. And and, uh, uh, my uh, Darren, my business partner with Fable, his wife, um, that happened to her. She's just like coming to an intersection and a person went fucking balls to the leather, fucking cutting a corner. She had to dodge and then she went down a hill and buckled her fucking like left control arms and suspension and fucked the whole car up just because the person couldn't hope they fucking had turn a corner yeah. like a normal fucking walk. Yes. It happens. It happens, dude. I mean, you know. But I mean, that's I mean that's happened to me a thousand times, you know. It happens all um, the time. You can be a dick and then you can be the receiving end of the dick. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be on the receiving end of the dick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when that happens, bro? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like pretty much basically like <laughs> dicks piss oh, me off. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. 
Stop driving like a dickhead. That's oh, basically the the end of the story. I must tell you about because that's very people. general. That's very general. It is very general. It was very that was very oh, isolated man, that to that one <laughs> an intersection. Yeah. But it's what happens when when you're in a suburb suburb area where where's like houses. And there's like a school in the fucking middle, and then these people that think oh, I've got a kid now. I need to have a fucking bus because that's what people think is safe. <laughs> so they get these fucking Land Cruisers and fucking yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. And they're Porsche Cayennes and all that shit. All that shit. Oh, here comes the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like, and then they still cut across the corner like, fuck you. Yeah, bro, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but dude, yeah, like anyway. the, the dick move that I pulled on the way to Sedgefield, Sedgefield, Stanford, mm-hmm. um, went past Hermanus, her anus, so her I went anus. past her anus. Her anus. Yeah. And then uh, there was a stop-go thing because of roadworks. Now, I didn't do this on purpose. I, I promise you. Yeah. It was a fucking... It was a dick move, but it was total by accident. But the problem is they didn't have any signage there because there was a two-lane road and everyone was queuing on the right side and I didn't see anything because it was sort of like on a bend. So I'm like merrily driving on the left side and I'm like wondering why are all these cars stopped here? And I'm like, nah. And then I get to the end and then there's like the roadworks guys and there's the stop go thing. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I cut straight to the front of the queue. And then I was like, okay, Caro, we're just, <laughs> we're just going to sit here. We're going to sit here till the train has go, gone past and then I'll cut into the back and cool. Or I will cut across, do a U-turn and cut to the back. So I was like, cool, let's do that. And then I was like, just uh, put my handbrake on and you know, all that stuff. And I sat there and then another fucking dick comes behind me. So I'm like, oh, my God. oh shit, now what must I do? Now, if, if I don't move, this guy's going to hoot like a dick and then everyone's going to hoot because we're trying to cut in. And then I'm just sitting there like, am I going to be a dick to this person now? I should be because he's being a fucking dick. And then like someone like cuts out and then there's a massive gap. So then we just go and drive through. And I was like, no problem. Yeah, but I felt so bad because ah, it happens. It happens. But that, but that's the thing. It's like people get lucky. People get lucky, and it's not all the time that somebody does that are being dick. It's, it could just be like an honest mistake, like me. Totally, totally. But if you totally. cut a corner, there's no fucking excuse. Don't cut corners, people. This, Fuck. this guy will be on your case. No, because the just. You hit me, you hit me, and then it's, yeah. it's going to be like a, you did this. And the I burning question is, did you get hit? No, I didn't. Exactly. Get hit. <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. Hey, that record looks doing you well, eh? You enjoying that? I can see you are. Uh, I'm, a, I'm like about a third of it left. Yeah, but it's also brought a little bit of sugar energy to the show. You are right that yeah. this is better when it's cold. It is. Because it now, it's, now it's getting the cough mixture kind of... Uh, Aftertaste. 100%. But on that note, guys, that's been a fucking cool show, man. What do you think? Yeah, I do. I think that's it. I think we're good. Hope you guys enjoyed the interview from Arthur Carlos Diego Pejero III on Instagram. Myself, follow me at Gareth Howard. Finally, it's something that's easy for me to say. Yeah. We love you guys. Hit a thumbs up on the video. Click subscribe. Hit that notification bell. We love you lots and we'll see you. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll, we'll, it's happy holidays. Yeah. If we don't see you before the holidays, have yeah. yourselves a merry fucking Christmas. Yep. Have a happy new year. Absolutely. This show continues no matter what. We'll see you then. This is Papa G's House episode. I don't know and I don't 107. give a fuck. 107.
Till then, we say peace. That's where we're going. That's gonna be like a that's gonna be like an hour and a half, two hour episode.